once again to Here We Are, the podcast, Dallas Home, Keith Irwin. You know by now, I think this is the fourth one in a series of these that we've done dealing with discipleship. And I've just, I mean, I've gotten a lot out of this myself. I mentioned last time that contrary to, I know what some people think that, and I think they often think of that people in ministry that, oh, they're just at totally at ease to go out in front of people to talk, to share. Not necessarily so. Not necessarily. Uh, it's been a great effort and a discipline in my life to take that first step to initiate to engage that's not my natural tendency my natural tendency is to stay in the background be quiet go out in the woods be my, myself that's who I am so interacting with people which discipleship and discipling requires that that in a sense is a little out of my comfort zone but it's it's something I've learned and Keith's been a real help to me in that regard as well, and I believe he'll be a help to you. We talked about, we pointed out your t-shirt, uh, Shamgar Discipleship, and I want you to talk about that, yeah. not so much the, the program, but right. the, the... The concept. Uh, yeah, the concept behind yeah. that. So, yeah. so um, we talked about earlier in another podcast, uh, the Great Commission passage, Matthew 28, 19, and 20, and, and if I could pull that down to a nutshell sentence, it would be, um, as you are going make disciples, and then I would add to that, who will make disciples. Right. That's what this t-shirt is all about. You start with one person at the bottom, and that one person disciples people who disciples people who disciples people. And um, so with that um, mindset of uh, true discipleship is as we are going, make disciples who will make disciples. Then there's another scripture in 2 Timothy 2.2. 2 that says Paul to his young Padawan in the faith, if you will, if you want to get Star Wars on us. He, he, he's pouring into this young buck minister, and he says to him in 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, the things that I have taught you in front of many faithful witnesses of men, I, I need you to turn around and teach others who will be able to teach others also. Right. So there's this pyramid, if you will, that explodes when one of us decide to come alongside of another individual and just use what God has given us to give away. And I've said before in another podcast, it's not rocket science. Um, and, and that's what I, I want to point us to Judges 3.31, where this character called Shamgar is found in the Old Testament. Uh, he was a mighty man of God. And there's three different things that jump out when we think about it, he was in enemy territory. So it was God taking him where he was. So God can use you right where you're at, even if it's enemy territory. So he found himself in enemy territory. And then he used, secondly, he used what he had. Uh, for him, it was an ox goad. And, and for us, it's the word of God. So where you are, what you have to do what God allows you to do. So in its simplest form, discipleship can be something as easy as do you pray before you eat your meals? Well, yeah, I do that. And like I've said before, could you teach that? Yeah, I could teach that. Do you go to church at all? Your attendance at church, yeah. We try to be regular. Could you teach that? Well, yeah, I guess I could teach that. Do, do you have a personal time with God? Well, yeah, probably not every day, but most days I... I try. Well, could you teach a man or a woman that if you're a lady? Uh, do, do you tithe? Do you, so you could go on and on and on. You don't have to be a biblical scholar 
in order to disciple someone. Uh, it's just starting where you're at, taking what God has given you, and sometimes it's as simple as going, okay, the book of Jude is 26 verses. Let's study that together and talk about it. You and I have talked about uh, my utmost for his highest and what we have gained and gleaned through the years uh, because of the writings of Oswald Chambers. A lot of times with men, that's all I'm doing. Right. There, there, And it's just one little page. It takes you five minutes in the morning time. But I ask them, I say, read that one little devotion and then get one sentence out of that devotional book. Write it down in a journal. Come once a week and we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about whatever day you want to talk about. Or, and, then, and then I'd tell them, after you write down the one sentence, how can you apply that, that concept, that doctrine, or that sentence in your life that day. Yeah. So it takes the Word of God, and he uses Scripture, of course, but it takes the Word of God from the page to their heart and mind, and it makes them think about, how can I apply this truth, this Scripture, this doctrine, this statement, this sentence to my life that day? And so you don't have to be, a, like I said, a Bible scholar, or you don't have to be a a professor in some seminary somewhere. You don't have to be on staff. You don't have to do anything except be a believer. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, he calls us all to make disciples who will make disciples and to be his disciples. Well, when I look at your shirt, I was reminded of, and I'm sure a lot of you have done this. If you haven't, I'd encourage you to do it. It's just sheer mathematics. Now, this is as we say, in a perfect world. But let's say, if you do the math, we used to use this in evangelism to, to try to encourage people to share the gospel, to make a disciple, get them to share the gospel. So you start with one, and that one person reaches one, and then those two reach two, and then those uh, two, two reach four. four and four. It seems to be pretty slow, Thanks. but in, in just one month's time, we'll say 31 days, if I remember correctly, you get up in the hundreds of it's millions, if not a billion. Yep. Because all of a sudden, it just... Now, as I say, that's in a perfect world, assuming that every one of those increments uh, is, is efficiently replicated. Uh, we know that's probably not going to happen, but it at least gives you... And I would challenge you to do it. Just, just on a sheet of paper with your calculator, uh, go, you know, two times two, four to eight, you know. And it's just amazing how, how fast it, it gets there. And then the other thing I was thinking of when you were talking about Shamgar taking what he had in his hand. The, there used to be, and I say used to be, he may still be around. I haven't had any interaction or heard of him. A, a singer, a songwriter named Ken Miedema. Ken Miedema, yeah. Ken was uh, blind, played the piano, fabulous piano player. I don't know if I remember any other song he wrote or sang, but I remember I was at an event years ago. I think it was one of the, they call it GMA Week, Gospel Music Association, when all the artists get together and they do the dub awards and all that stuff. I'd never heard of Ken. This would have been back in the early 70s. I was in Nashville, and they introduced this Ken Meadema. And, of course, someone, I think, walked him out on stage, and he sits at the piano, and he kind of feels the keyboard, and he starts playing this really intricate, uh, wonderfully rhythmic piece of music. And then it's almost kind of a storytelling narration, and it's about Moses, and the whole idea of the song is, what have you got in your hand? Yeah. Talking about the staff and all that yeah. God accomplished through this shepherd this commoner this guy that doesn't even want to talk please don't send me lord yeah. you know i'm not good with the i'm not good with the talking uh <laughs> <I> whatever <stutter. laughs> right. 
So it's a it's a wonderful song, but it, it makes the point that you just made from Shamgar in the Old Testament. It's yeah. like, what do you got in your hand? Everybody's got something. I will not tolerate, and I don't mean that that I get mean about it, but I've heard people say through the years, oh, I just don't have any talent. That yeah. sounds humble. It's really not. It's, it's not really biblical. quite offensive. That's like telling God, the God that we know numbers the hairs on our head, the God that we know created us in his own image, the God that cares for everything about our life, that's like saying, well, he doesn't care about me. That's a really sad indictment, sad commentary about God. It really reveals something in the heart that's very much an error. Yeah. So I would say if you ever use that term or think in terms of, well, I just don't have any time or I can't do anything, oh boy, that, that that's an indictment against God. Be careful there. Yeah. Because God has gifted all of us. Now you might say, and I've heard this from people through, oh, you're so talented. You play multiple instruments. You preach. You teach. You do this. You do that. Okay, fine. If that's true, Scripture evens the playing field by saying, to whom much is given, much shall be required. Yeah. So it all evens out. Uh, all that to just say and to encourage you if you feel like, I just, I can't do anything. Oh, yes, you can. If you're breathing air and your heart's beating, God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and he has gifted you to accomplish. And, and we may have talked about this already. I've said for years, you are the most qualified person in all the world uh, yeah. to reach someone that God has placed in their sphere of influence mm -hmm. or your sphere of influence, however you want to view that. You are the most qualified. They're not going to go to church. They're not going to yeah. go to somebody else. They're not going to read the book they should read there. But you have been placed within their realm, within their circle. They are in your circle of influence. Now it's just recognize God has put me there. He's given me some tool, some gift, some talent, some ability in some way that I might not even perceive mm -hmm. to share and to begin to disciple that person. Am, am I right? You're right. <laughs> yep. And one last final thought here perhaps. You might think, um, if I get on in a relationship, a discipleship relationship, one-on-one, um, -on -one, it can be in groups, it can be lifestyle, it can be that, that moment of, of, of testimony or a quick prayer. But for me, a lot of people say, well, how long? You know, they ask me that question. Well, how long, Keith? It varies per person. It, it can be months, it can be a year, it can be two years. Uh, I've, I've been in some discipleship where after the commitment of a year, this guy just wasn't ready. Right. And, and God said, go another year with him, okay? My mentor, uh, a man out of Tyler, um, he sometimes stays, he's got more patience than I do, I think. <laughs> he sometimes stays in a relationship with a man. He, he, he did one man for five years, but after, after five years, that man finally got it. Yeah. And then he started discipling men himself. And so it reminds me of this story. We've probably all heard this story. You might say, well, I just, I just, I'm going to think about it, pray about it, but I challenge you in 2021, pray for one person. And here's why, just one, that God would bring across your path and that you would do life on life with, that you would meet with on a regular basis. You gotta, you gotta set aside a time. You gotta, you gotta appoint a time. If you don't, it won't happen. Right. If we don't schedule it, it won't happen. And so it reminds me of this story. There's a little boy walking along the beach. I'm sure all of you've heard this, but just as a reminder to me. And there's starfish that have washed up onto the bank. And he's walking along and he picks up a starfish and there's thousands of starfish and they're dying. He picks up a starfish and he throws it as far as he can. His little arm will throw all the way back into the sea. And the sea washes that one back out. And this 
well-meaning, smart man comes walking along to this little 10-year-old boy. And he says, son, what are you doing? He said, I'm saving the starfish. <laughs> he picks up another one. He throws it as far as he can, just that one. And that man said to this little 10-year-old boy, well, that's ridiculous. You're not making any difference at all. Thousands of these are on the bank, and they're going to die, well, no matter what you do. The little boy looked up at the man and grabbed another one, threw it into the ocean, said, it made a difference for that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you yeah. may not feel like you can make a difference. But if you begin to pray and ask God to bring that person across your path and then ask the Holy Spirit within you to give you recognition, okay, that it's a divine appointment, and then just ask the Holy Spirit, just take what he's given you and give away to that person in a discipleship type way. You, I promise you this, you will grow more in your faith and in your walk with God than you ever have before Right. when you begin to disciple someone. And we've talked about this just briefly. It's, it's not that you're older than that person or that you're that person's Paul and he's your Timothy. There, there's three different ways here that takes place. Sometimes I'm a Paul to a Timothy. Other times he's my Paul and I'm his Timothy. It's like with you and I, when we meet together for lunch, I learn from you, you learn from me. Then there's other times we lock arms as like Barnabas's and we're taking this journey together, arm in arm, side by side. Right. So it's not that we're going to get the big head that I'm ahead of him and I'm yeah, going right. to disciple him, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's humbling. It's very humbling. Yeah. But it is so worth your time and your effort. And behind all that to reemphasize because the last two podcasts here we've kind of tried to encourage people to understand that it's as we've said you don't have to have a seminary degree no. you don't have to have this uh, system no but you do need to know the word because if you're in relationship with someone you're mentoring you're helping you're discipling questions will arise yeah and your opinions though they may be valuable will never matter as much as the truth of God's word yeah so uh, lest we should in any way, I don't think we have, but lest anybody think, oh, okay, I think I can do this because I, I, I'm really not having to know a lot of scripture. Oh, yes, you do. If you're going to go on, especially the longer you go with someone, yeah. because it, it, it's layers. You know, it's the old onion thing, you know, peeling back the layers. You, you develop a relationship and, oh, here's something else. Here's another issue. Here's another question. Uh, my opinion is never going to matter near as much. I might have wisdom. I might have... Uh, you know, understanding of a particular situation, but that's never, ever going to be as helpful a matter as much as the truth of God's Word. That's so I've right. got to always be prepared with the Word of God to apply it at the appropriate time, the appropriate way. That's why I always encourage people, read the Word of God. Now, we should learn to study it, have a system where we study it to where we can retain, we understand context and so forth. But even if we don't, a lot of people just check out, well, I don't understand it, so they don't read. I, I think we're minimizing one of the great ministries of the Holy Spirit. I just tell people, <laughs> put the Word of God in you. Yeah. It's in the library of your mind. Now it's there. Maybe you, if I asked you right now, you know, uh, can you quote me a scripture from Second uh, Chronicles? Uh, I don't know. But you know what? If it's there, the Holy Spirit can access that at the appropriate time. I'm sure you've experienced this. I know I have. Absolutely. I'm talking to someone, a particular scripture I may have thought about in a year, and all of a sudden there it is. Right. It comes to my comes to my mind. Is that a strange mystical thing? No, that's one of the functions of the Holy Spirit. Right. 
but he can't bring to your remembrance something that hasn't been filed away. He can't access something that's not in the library. Yeah. So read the Word of God. Fill yourself with the truth of God's Word, and you'll be amazed. Yes, you should definitely memorize. You should have this arsenal of memorized scriptures, but even beyond that, you can have an arsenal of scriptures that you couldn't even call to your remembrance to articulate, but at the appropriate time as you're yielded to the Holy Spirit, he can take that, bring it out, and, and it's almost a surprise to you. You go, wow, <laughs> yes. I haven't thought of that scripture in forever. So yeah. uh, encourage you. It, it, it's the whole package. Yeah. It's the word of God is always the foundation. But then he chooses to use us. Yeah. That's his choice. God, I'm sure, could have come up with some better plan, it seems to me, than to use me because I know how flawed I am. But this is his delight. This is his choice. I want to use you yeah. to touch someone else to touch someone else. And that ultimately is what discipleship about is about well, we, we've enjoyed this time with you and i suspect that uh, keith will be with us in the future from time to time so we got a lot of stuff we can talk about Man, I'm always you. talk about the packers but i know oh, yeah. some of you will turn us off if we do that but again keith irwin ministries i-r-w-i-n sometimes you want to spell with the e it's i uh keith irwin ministries you can find out anything about his ministry you probably know about ours dallashome.com share these podcasts with others too these are things I'm an old dog learning new tricks. This whole technology thing still is like, I don't know if I know how it works, but I'm figuring out that I can send this stuff to other people. You can send it to people. You can steer them in the right direction where they can watch it. And that's part of the discipling process right there. We're it giving is. you some tools to disciple with, so take advantage of it. Uh, contact us. Let us know what you think. Any questions, any topics, anything you'd like to see on these podcasts. I think we're going to try to have some more guests, maybe some of my old... Christian artist friends, uh, the ones that are still alive at least, <laughs> that started out way back there. I think it'd be kind of fun to get some of them. Pioneers. Uh, yeah, pioneers, I guess that's what they call this. But uh, anyway, we got we got some ideas. I think you're going to enjoy it. So join us again. So glad you're here this time. Look for us on down the road. Here we are, podcast. I'm Dallas. That's me. See you all later.